Can the South African Post Office be saved or will it simply die a slow death? The Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies, Mondlingu Gubela, joins us now to outline the objectives of his department's draft business rescue plan that is aimed at rescuing the ailing South African Post Office from being liquidated. Given its terrible financial position, currently the organization uh, reportedly intends to retrench more than 6,500 employees. The minister now joining us on the line. Minister, good uh, afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Adrian. Good afternoon to your listenership. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, one of our listeners, um, Minister, when we're saying that we're going to have this conversation with you, sent this uh, text and saying that the post office is dead. What's your take on it? <laughs> well, uh, when, when, when there's equality in South Africa, when there is uh, advanced rural development, when the accessibility by far-flung people in the rural, in the, in the informal settlement, who can only be served by the post office, then I would agree with Kitamanzi. And, and when there is no space uh, for competitiveness in the, in the postal sector to improve prices, so that more people can afford the cost, uh, the cost of Korea, the cost of financial transaction, and the cost of letter posting. When all those things are there, I would say there's no need for post office. And having said all that, as I speak to you now, we have uh, we speak of the affordability of our service. The only challenge again is that we've allowed ourselves. Uh, to, to, we have allowed a jewel to be in the dark hole. It remains a jewel once you take it out of the dark hole. How so, Minister? Because, yes, you may have low prices, but if the service is terrible, people won't come to you. That's what I'm saying, Adam. I said we have allowed a jewel, uh, especially for the poor, to be in the dark hole. We have allowed a catalyzer of competitiveness to be in the dark hole by allowing it to be financially uh, distressed, to find itself at a point where it cannot service liabilities. And once you cannot serve liabilities, the money for cars, the money to, to buy technology, the money to hire expertise, the money, I can, I can go on, the money to optimize fleets and so on. All those issues are not there because you have allowed it to be dysfunctional, but its space, its opportunity, its relevance is going to be here for a long time. I must say to you, as I speak to you now, our post office alone in South Africa as a public sector structure is a member of the Universal Postal Union, which accesses to a number of systems and make it the only one that gives us the the declaration of customs, where you are able to track a product from out of the country to here and them from you to that other side. So I'm saying we, we, all what we need to do is to get this jewel out of the dark hole. Yeah, but Minister, courier companies also offer those services where you can track your parcel. I, I think maybe I'm struggling to make this point. You 
just recently, uh, SAPO in the recent market, SAPO has been referred to as the high, as the most highest used operator in rural, according to the la- last market research study against private operators, because private operators uh, are, are, do not have appetite to pay the cost that actually enables them to reach to reach the rural and the far-flung people. In other words, what am I trying to say? If the post, if we allow the post office to die, we are leaving the poor without access to these essential services. If they die, the little money they have goes there, and and to, and other alternatives are not paid for. So, so, so are we only keeping the post office open because of the service that it provides to rural people in the rural areas, while at the same time uh, you face a situation where the finances of uh, the post office is such a disarray that you're now asking for business rescue? Uh, the post office, address, as we speak now, as we speak now, even under these circumstances, it is, it is paying the... Uh, the grants for six common nine people. As we speak now, with a lot of uh, glitches as well, Minister. Can I finish? No, 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 no. Uh, glitches and uh, that's normal. Glitches. There are glitches, and the glitches. There's continuation of clearing debt. Generally, it is paying those monies. Two, uh, as I'm talking to you now, you cannot undermine the fact that seven hundred million SMEs are doing business with the post office. You must understand, when you say 700 million SMEs, it means thousands of people who are at work there. Mm. And again, if you look at the post office of tomorrow, it actually uh, proposes digital business hubs, which are going to make sure that even auxiliary services like printing, photocopying, Scanning, binding, printing, including designing and printing business cards, event programs and posters. All of these, which generally ordinary people who are in the informal settlement, who are in the far have got no access, including SMEs in those areas. Sure, but that can't be the post office of tomorrow, Minister. We are moving away from printing. Um, people are now doing digital posters. What you are not getting, Adrian, there are thousands of South Africans who don't have, when you say digital, mm. we, we, we already acknowledge in our strategy on the business on the business of tomorrow where we say, so that I, I, I deal with this point once and forever. We are saying, for instance, in our opening remark, the demand for traditional postal products and services is not expected to diminish completely immediately. Yes. And the FA post the FA post office will continue providing traditional postal services but using modern methods by enhancing with value adding features complemented with digital variants. What do I say? I've already said to you the people in the rural and in the far flung are not being serviced by the private sector you are speaking about.
but minister you you work in a department that also for instance deals with um with the digital migration and your department would know um that uh, when it comes to the continent the african continent that's where you find most of the smartphones meaning that more people are actually heading towards using their smartphones and some of the things that you speak about are actually already available on their smartphones uh but when you talk smartphones, how many people have access to smartphones? Who, who is going to buy a smartphone? How many people are going to buy a smartphone in the rural areas? The level of unemployment. How many unemployment uh, unemployed people would have access to smartphones? So, 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 Minister, do, do you think it is viable, this is a viable business venture, considering, again, as I said, that people are moving towards smartphones? I don't, I don't know how should I put it. Be, be, because, I, I, because I, I, Minister... I, I, listen, you, listen, Andre. Yeah. Listen, Andre. I am born and bred in a, in a, in a rural area called Bojana Engob. Mm. Yeah. The level of unemployment is beyond 60. They use phones, but very few of them have got smartphones. Yes. So what, what does that mean? It means a lot of services that find the way through the Internet, they struggle to access them unless government finds a special way of accessing those, amongst other things, building digital hubs where they are able to download email, where they are able to upload email, where they are able to, I can go on and go on and so on. Yes, because they don't have those. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, uh, um, maybe let's agree to disagree on this one because, again, Minister, because, listen, like, for instance, you have a... You disagree with me again when I say majority of people in the rural, in the rural community don't have smartphones. Why do you disagree about facts? No, 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 no. What I'm saying, I'm, I'm speaking here about a viable business. A viable business. You have children, for instance, who are in the rural areas who are already being taught coding. So that must tell you that these parents who live in rural areas who may not have access to smartphones already have children who are in schools where they are being taught coding, technology, and how to use technology. And yet we are coming up with a business model that says the post bank of tomorrow and part of that business model includes printing and binding documents. Listen, uh, Adrian, I think what we're not finding, we're not, let me talk about you. Okay. You've got capabilities of interacting with internet. Mm. But those capabilities mean nothing if you don't have an appropriate device for that device for that exercise. Yes. So that's the point I'm making to you. But most poor people don't have, especially in the rural and far flag and informal settlement, don't have these devices that have got these capabilities that you are speaking about. Okay. So, so the last time the post office posted a profit, Minister, was in 2004. With the plan that we have now in place, the post bank of tomorrow, when will we post a, par- a profit? Uh, let, let me... Uh, we, we cannot... The, the reason we are under provisional liquidation, it will not make sense to talk about profit now. That's why we have proposed a business register that the post office can reorganize itself and not, respect, and not repeat the stupid mistake it made before and not continue with the old ways of doing things. Now, when will we make profit? It will depend 
on the work, on the and on the final job of the business rescue, once they have found a viable way in which the post office will sustain, then the target on when profit will be made will be made at that stage. It is, it is that question doesn't arise at the moment. Okay, uh, I saw some reports indicating that um, one of the one of the plans is also to retrench around six thousand five hundred workers. Is that the case? Listen, there is a lot of discussion about the staff cost. Maybe mm. that is the key principle. I, as a minister, because I'm not involved in those negotiations, that is a matter between the management and the workers. Remember, even before the provisional litigation came, post office was already looking at how to cut costs. Maybe let me share this history with you. Sure. One of the things which you think were unfortunate with the post office did. Under the pressure between itself and union, they absorbed temporal workers for whom there was no work study with regard to what they were going to do in the post office. That was not less than 8,000. Can you imagine if you absorb 8,000 workers when you don't know what they are going to do? Mm. Can you imagine what it does to the business viability of the institution? But that so can't be the union's fault. That is, that is the post office fault. Did I say... Is the union's fault? No, no, no. But I'm saying that that's the post office fault. You're saying that the no, no, unions no, came with say, this. I didn't say is the union's fault. Whoever, who, who, whoever fault is, but it is, it is, it is, a, it is a poor judgment that was allowed to occur. Sure. So, so, so currently, with the business rescue plan that that's in place, the draft one, how many workers do you intend on retrenching? Our wish, uh, Adrian, is that we, I personally, as a, as, as a minister, especially from the ANC, it is a painful thing when you say you are improving that you have to offload workers. Mm. But there is a moment, retrenchment is one of the phenomenon of labor, what you call labor relations. But whenever you reach that point, uh, all explorations must have been done. For instance, one of the things the post office is doing is a plan to train drivers to be their own drivers. There are a significant number of drivers. Already a number estimated beyond 200, I think that number can grow, that drivers be trained to, do, to use their own cars. Those who are coming from post office to actually have a, a, an economic relationship with post. In other words, there, there's going to be a lot of approaches that make sure that we do our best, but not many is left behind. Sure, Minister. So how many people do you intend on retrenching as part of your business rescue plan? I have just said to you, there's a lot. Maybe I've not I'm saying to you, even before liquidation, again, Post Office had actually made a proposal of retrenching more than 6,000. That is a discussion between Union and Post Office. Now, where we are going, maybe let me also draw your attention to this. For business rescue to be, to be considered by court, we must answer three questions. One, in the meantime, because the challenge we have now is to pay, is to service the loan from creditors. How during the rescue process are we going to pay the minimum to those creditors? Two, how are we going to keep the, the post office afloat as we do that? Thirdly, if there's a turnaround plan to make sure that beyond rescue, there's a sustainable post office. So, 
all decisions that are going to be taken will depend on what do you do in order to establish a sustainable post office which will serve 6,9 people who are receiving grants, yeah. which will enable you to redeem the, uh, the credits of more than 100 uh, creditors to make sure that the economy of 700 million SMEs flourish. Okay. Um- Let's let's move on quickly then, Minister, to um, the amendment of the South African um, the South, South African Post Office Bill. Um, when is that Section Seven Sixteen application going to the South African Reserve Bank for the establishment of the full establishment and license of the Post Office Bank? Thank you for that question, Adrian. Uh, we are in a process now of separating the Post Bank from the Post Office completely, so that the post bank can be incorporated as a fully fledged bank in terms of the Bank Act of South Africa so that it begins to align with the imperatives of the prudential authority. It can align with the imperatives of the fiscal regulatory uh, agency and also so that the Reserve Bank can be. So that has been in NSOP very soon. It will be before the president for signing. Yeah. So, so do we expect you to have that license by the end of this year so that the bank is operational by next year? Normally, that becomes the decisions of the Reserve Bank. I'm very careful to know when, but we wish the sooner that bank operates so that many people who are excluded from the, from the banking, what you call, uh, services can actually have access through the introduction of this bank. Okay. So where will the initial capital come from for this bank? Normally, the initial capital of the bank will come from government. How much? Already, the, the post bank, as we talk now, has got clients yeah. who are depositors, who, are, who get their deposit as and when they go to withdraw. But the capital has to be found somewhere because the state has committed to the state bank. Once the state commits the state bank, it commits to the to the capital requirements of the of the post of, of the post bank. Yeah. So, so, how much is the state then putting down? Because now, when you become a full on fleshed bank and you're issuing loans, you need to back that up with some sort of capital. So, how much capital is the state going to put down? That will be informed by the prudential authority requirement. Having having classified the bank itself, remember banks get classified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is uh, the Minister of Communications there, Mondli Gugubele, a Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies on some of the plans relating to rescuing the post office. Of course, they've applied um, for business rescue uh, and currently provisionally uh, liquidated um, as it stands and also now waiting for the president to sign into law the amendment uh, bill of the post office that would eventually lead to a post bank being established and a fully fleshed uh, post bank being established and then that section 16 application uh, to the South African Reserve Bank. When the post bank is fully established and is now a retail bank, would you bank with them? It's four o'clock.